TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score. Jalen Johnson joins us an hour. We still have tickets to give away to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. And this report with Mark Rohde is brought to you by the Illinois Department of Transportation. Road safety is not a game. Learn more at itsnotagameillinois.com. Also by Plumbers 911, plumbing emergency. Call the plumbing professionals 24-7, 1-833-PLUM-911. Where are my firings, Mark Grody? Well... They are nowhere to be found at the moment, at the moment. But who knows? I mean, <laughs> like everything is still on the table. Like I have my gut says that Matt Eberflus will return, but it's not inconceivable, nor would I be completely shocked if Matt Eberflus was relieved of his duties. And same goes for, for Luke Getze, and I shouldn't say that. I, I have less confidence that Luke Getze is going to survive what goes down with the Bears, and then you know, then we've got to wait a little while to find out what happens with Justin Fields. I'm, I'm curious as to the vibe um, of the beat as you were up there to watch Matt Eberflus in postgame where – He's kind of making his case for the chemistry of the group and uh, the development on the season. And he's saying what he said to tell the team that, look, you got to put a positive spin about this. It sounds like he's making a case for himself. He's been doing that for a while, too, Speaks. And, and this one was definitely more prominent because it is the finale. And now it's time to sell yourself. But I think for about... I would say the last month or so, the last four or five games, he has begun most of his press conferences with talking about what they have done well and things that they have overcome and, and playing better in the fourth quarter and not blowing big leads and finishing. Yeah. He has made sure to to point that out. And I guess what it does is it, it allows uh, credibility to the idea that he really doesn't know, that he really, if he is telling, if he is trying to, prove himself through the media and obviously Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren do watch those press conferences. They do listen to those press conferences. So he knows what he is doing in that regard. And I'll say the same thing for Justin Fields. I, I've come to the realization, especially last night and maybe over the past several weeks, he really doesn't know. He really does not know. Well, I believe that for Fields, but I think there's a chance that over this last month, Iberflus has been acting and, and, and has known. You think no, though, huh? I think it's possible, but and, and I've, we've, we've heard the endorsements coming from the right people hmm. for Matt Iberflus. 
Eberflus, as Ryan Poles, I think, has endorsed him a couple of times for at least what he has done with the locker room, not necessarily with play calling and the overall execution of being a coach, but he has gone out of his way to say nice things about Matt Eberflus. And then even, you know, to some degree, I was at the at Lurie Children's with, with Kevin Warren, and although Warren wouldn't say, yes, we're bringing him back, he did go, well, he didn't go out of his way. He was asked about what he likes about what's going on with the Bears, and he talked about the culture and the locker room, and that obviously is something that is set down by the head coach. We have stuff to get to today, but it will be, I just, it is going to be very interesting to see how they handle the obvious line of questioning that is going to come from your beat if they fire Luke Getze, keep Matt Eberflus, and draft a quarterback why this would not be history repeating itself. Like, they better be ready to really commit that Matt Eberflus is the long-term answer at coach of the Chicago Bears, and they're not going to draft a quarterback and be firing a head coach one year later. And I just, I don't know how you could possibly be convinced of that. But, like, I, I would be asking, like, so has Matt Eberflus gotten a contract extension? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you are positive that four years from now, Matt Eberflus is your head coach because that's what it would be. That's what I would need to hear in order for them to be, to sell me on the culture of the locker room under Matt Eberflus to be willing to draft Caleb Williams and give him a defensive head coach. Or, or there's one scenario that would be unprecedented and in Bears history, and that would be, and I don't think we would learn this publicly, but that would be they do bring Matt Eberflus back. They give him the vote of confidence. He's under contract, but – they tell him, hey, buddy, you get off to a slow start this year. If things start to get twisted, we will fire you in season. And it has never happened with the Chicago Bears. But, but they are still... talking about doing things differently at Hallis right. Hall. They have to consider something like that. Or, listen, if you could figure out a way to hire an offensive coordinator that could be a head coach, that is the Dan Quinn to the Mike McCarthy. Right. Everyone in the NFL says Dan Quinn's one of the top 32 head coaches in the NFL. He just happens to be the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. So like, if you could somehow, if, if coaching Caleb Williams is so damn exciting mm-hmm. that you could get. Brian Callahan, is that the name in Cincinnati who hasn't called plays yet under Zach Taylor? Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Uh, if Eric Bieniemy somehow is going to be going to be a coordinator again, and he knows Ryan Poles, but he could be a head coach, like a, a, a offensive coordinator who could be promoted to head coach and stay, then maybe I could wrap my mind around it. But I just, I just, I don't, I don't know how, who that person is that, that you'd be able to hire, but let's, let's get to the tape from today. Yeah. So the exit interviews going on all day and into the evening at Hallis hall today, where every player gets their say with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus present. I'm not sure if Kevin Warren is present in these meetings, but the first stop in the locker room today was DJ Moore on his exit interview. Who, my grade? For the meeting, uh, I give it an A+. Plus, you know? <laughs> it was open and honest. Uh, gave good feedback. They gave me their honest opinion on how my year went and uh, everything. And, I mean, that'll stay between us uh, until they come out later on and y'all see what happens. So, we'll see. Did you hear the exit interview is an opportunity for you to provide input on what you'd like to do? And if so, did you take advantage of that opportunity? Uh, it is. Uh, I did. And, um... Like I said, when it come out, uh, whatever happens, happens. And maybe it's what I said uh, they do uh, or not. It's really not up It's not up to me, but uh, just to have a voice on it is 
it's pretty uh, good. They seem receptive to you. Uh, who wouldn't be receptive to me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I got the smile and everything. So were they writing stuff down as you were talking. Of course, I didn't write nothing down. But, uh, I'm just ready to uh, rest up. Without giving away details, how much did Justin come up in the meeting? I mean, he was bored up. Uh, I mean, I bored him up, you know, of course. And, I mean, he's the quarterback for the Chicago Bears until otherwise. And I don't think that's changing anytime soon. So, we'll see. How would you like that to work out? Like what, for Justin to be here? I mean, it'll, work, it'll be amazing. You know, nobody wants to really start all the way over and either have a losing season again or maybe have a – What's the quarterback from the Bengals when he came out, Joe Burrow? We could have that kind of season. Uh, you never know. It's a hit or miss. So we'll, we're going to have to wait and see. Man, that's, that's What's been a good the quarterback from the Bears. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> All he cares about is the Bears. Uh, you should what? know his name. What's the quarterback <laughs> of the Bengals? Uh, that's oh. 10 Bears right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> That is an amazing soundbite. Go on, speaks. I'm sorry. No, I'm, thinking, I'm sure you had a real thought there. It doesn't matter. Every, the yeah, of course, everybody should care what DJ Moore has to say. Uh, I giggled at the top because I thought he was giving himself an A+, but it was the exit interview itself he was giving the A+, plus to. But no, I think he gave himself an A+. Plus. I probably should have explained the context better going into that. But, what, a, what a supportive veteran teammate to Justin Fields this man has been. Oh, man. At, yeah. at, at every stop he has been, and he's been consistent in the world. Words. Like yep. he has, he's been. It, it feels, not being not being afraid to say it in the first place and staying with it. I also thought it was really interesting what he said there at the very end, where nobody wants to start over and have a losing season again. And you know that's something that he probably said in his exit interview. You know, hey, I'm I'm a veteran now. I'm a star in this league. I'm not here to lose. So I, I would my guess would be that's part of what he imposed in terms of his uh, exit interview meeting today. Ooh, my grade for the meeting, uh, I give it an A plus. Yeah, so that was him. <laughs> See, my bad. I should have explained that better. Did, did you? What, what happened with you and DJ Moore in the parking lot? Oh yeah. So I was tasked with giving DJ Moore some cigars from a cigar place store downtown called Biggs. Okay. And they wanted to do this. Brad Biggs. Uh, not, no, not that Biggs. Okay. Although I was very confused. Morning, guys. What's going on? <laughs> Morning, boys. Tell me. Morning, boys. What's going on? What's going on, boys? Well, you are the football man. <laughs> you have the story. You have the story. <laughs> Morning, Brad. Morning, everybody. Morning, Moon. Morning, Mor- Sunshine. Morning, Scars. Morning, Scars. <laughs> uh, Sorry, what was the question? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah DJ big, Moore. Big, big, Bigs gave you cigars. Oh, right. So they gave me because they do a little fun little advertising thing. Maybe they get a, get a sponsorship rolling. DJ Moore loves cigars. I couldn't find DJ Moore in the locker room on Friday. Just wasn't there. A lot of guys leave yeah. early. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. Now I got to hold on to these damn cigars. So you're staking them out in the parking lot like a creep. No, I was not. That's not what happened at all. I go to the media lot, which is very far away from the players' lot and the employees' lot. Like, they put us as far away from Hallis Hall as they possibly can. Well, they don't want the players getting jealous of all the sweet cars that you guys that's drive. That's true. All the Hondas and Toyotas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't want the players to be jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Exactly. So I'm get, getting my car, getting ready to get out there, and then I see DJ Moore right behind me get out of a car. And I'm like, I open the door. I go, DJ? He's like, yeah. 
I was like, I got these cigars for you. So I brought him the cigars, and he was very grateful, a little bit confused about what was he going on. He popped out of his car and, and, <laughs> and, and saw me, and I was like, what is going on? But then he told me, y'all, gave me uh, some cigars, so I was happy. That's you what made day. That, All right. <laughs> a little scared. You popped out of the car. Yeah, yeah, like, I did. And What's was, this guy doing? Honestly, it was probably pretty aggressive because I, I was looking at the. Oh, <laughs> DJ's here! So I popped out of my out of my Toyota, and uh, and there he was. It's a his, fine automobile. Yeah, yeah, and he was in a much finer automobile. But but, but yeah, so I. But you had the cigars. I, I did have the cigars, and they they looked delicious. Chris Emma tried to because nobody would have ever known. He kept asking me for a cigar, and I almost gave him one. I'm like, you know what? I can't do that in good conscience because there were like five or six cigars. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if there, but if there were six and you give DJ more five, that's the number that you were given. But, right. Nobody. Right. Nobody yeah. would. But victimless our, crime. Our nightmare was shit and smoke. They, <laughs> <laughs> that they would have. There would have been one special cigar. That, oh, did he? Did he try the, the Scheinhauser? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or right. Whatever it is. He's like, I didn't get a Scheinhauser. <laughs> I didn't get to tell you to try the Scheinhauser. I'm a smoke. Smoking the Scheinhauser in Lincoln Park right now. You know. <laughs> German cigars are really where it's at. Yeah. Famously. Well, Scheinhauser. Yeah. I don't know where, the, where that name came from, but there it is. Yeah, no, it's what you yeah. went with. They make yeah. a lager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. Cohiba oh. and the Scheinhauser. <laughs> so that's my Famously. DJ Moore story of cigars. All right. Right. The exchange good went down. That must have looked pretty suspicious with yeah, us sure. out in the parking yeah. lot. I'm glad I, nobody spotted that. I have a that. question just out of the blue. Does Montez sweat like? Matty <laughs> uh, I think so. I think he does. He does? Yeah, he said yes, that he likes him. And he actually, he we asked for reasons from uh, Sweaty. Smart. He's innovative. Uh, he, he listens to his players. Uh, he trusts his gut and he trusts his players, man. So, yeah, I love to see Flu's black. Management hasn't publicly revealed one way or another whether he will be back. Yeah, as somebody who's here locked in for the long term, how are you going to be following that the next day to however long it takes? I'm sure the news will find me if it need to. I'm not. I'm about to take a, a mental break from football, a mental break from the social world. I'm just locking on my family. Man, C must Flu- be nice. Yeah, C. Flus is back. I love C. Flus mm-hmm. back. Yes. Uh, all right. All right. Smart, innovative. Yeah, I, 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 I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's you know that's Montez. Yes. I, I believe all of that about Matty Beflus as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't believe that that is like irreplaceable. But I absolutely believe that he has fostered a culture that the players like. There is feedback. It's a healthy locker room, and that he has done a nice job as defensive. I think that's all true, and I also think that that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody in that locker room likes him. So I mean, oh, that, that, that part of it, I think. I mean, nobody, nobody all, uh, not everybody's going to like the boss. It's just the way it goes. So of course, yeah, it's not uh, here, Mark. We yeah. love you, Mitch. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. One hundred percent. And the new guy. We love the new guy too. We are the mm-hmm. exception. Yes. How was the new guy? I heard that the new guy was in here today. We met him Any briefly. Comments? Yeah. We met him briefly. Okay. The, the, he is meeting everybody here at, at uh, 2 p.m. So, frankly, a little disrespectful oh, okay. to, to the yeah, afternoon yeah, show, yeah. if I'm being honest. I'm being honest. But, no, you seem like a great guy. It's, everything's fine. Okay, good. Jack Sanborn <laughs> was uh, in the locker room today. I haven't talked to Jack Sanborn for a while, mm. but he was being pretty straight up about the fact that, yeah, the, the Bears got better this year, especially relative to last year, but it's still not good enough. Got to get better. And everyone real, everyone knows that. Um, you know, this organization, obviously I've grown up here, uh, didn't know, know the history of it, and it's not 
it's not for fourth place in the division. You know. um, even though you can say, oh, you know, good division, you know, not many teams that were really that bad. Uh, it's fourth in the division, and um, I think that's the goal every year is to beat beat those other three teams. And um, we didn't do that enough, and we didn't win enough games, and that kind of. Is the reason why? As somebody who grew up here, do you appreciate the debate now that's going on about Justin or drafting a quarterback? It, it, it seems like it's taken over the Bears fan base the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't look at everything. I'm sure there's a lot of speculation going around about what's going to happen. But all, all I can say on that is, you know, I love Justin. You know, obviously, I competed against him in college. Um, Watched him come into the league and now being his, his teammate for the past two years. I mean, just a great guy, great competitor. And, uh, yeah, so obviously, like you said, I mean, similar to what you were saying, that's not my, my decision to make, but I'll always stand by Justin. These guys are all handling all of this stuff very well. No one's creating a headline or a distraction or anything like that. And I think that it's genuine that they love Justin. And Justin is revered and feared by players. I know this is silly, and I've mentioned it a bunch throughout the year. He was voted the 86th best player in the NFL by the players coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he did do some pretty spectacular things I, last and year. And he still does. I, I, yeah. I know, and he does some. Spe- and he's done some spectacular yeah. things. That, like, my guess is he'll be on the list again. J- just, ba- just based on he's had... Better games throwing the football. He did not have a historic rushing season right. this year like, like like he did last year. But he is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. He's tough to tackle. The play's never over. He makes plays that five guys in the world maybe can make was with his in, athleticism. Was it in the the Albert Breer piece a, a couple weeks ago, maybe on a Monday morning quarterback, the that Justin will always scare two coordinators, the opposing defensive coordinator and his own offensive uh-huh. coordinator. Yeah, right. The, so that he is – I think all of the stuff about Justin comes across very genuine. It does, uh, and I also think what I also kind of inferred from, from Jack Sanborn was that, that they're very interested to find out themselves. Like, they, they, they don't – like, sure. the theme of we don't know – they are paying attention to what we're saying and tweet. They're looking for all the same things that we are right now. So they're just as fascinated and interested. All right, let's get through these last ones. Here. All right. Uh, Mercedes Lewis seems to be uh, preaching continued patience with Justin Fields. I mean, you guys see what I see. Uh, an amazing athlete. I feel like uh, he's continuing to develop. Uh, and to be honest, like, no matter if you're in your third year or your 18th year, development is a process, right? Uh, and if you're somebody that understands that the room for growth is always spacious, then you're going to hmm. continue to grow. And I feel like he's at that spot. Uh, I feel like he's done a really good job of um, getting better every day. Um, he's a guy that you know wants to win and wants to be great. So um, I tip my hat to him uh, for just going out there and doing his best, you know, with, with what he's given. And, you know, that's all you can do is be your personal best. You live with the results, have no regrets. Uh, so, um, you know, the other things that you're asking is, you know, that's not my job to to kind of answer those type of questions. But just as a player and as a person, um, he wants to be right. And um, when you have that, you give yourself a chance. So you think the organization sh- should 
continue to develop him, continue to have that patience with Justin Fields based on what you've seen from Justin Fields? I think, you know, that's going to be up to the organization in general, but I feel like Justin is a guy that wants to be great. He loves being here. Uh, his teammates love him. So, I mean, that's all I can really give you as far as that's uh, concerned. But, uh, like I said, you know, he's, he did some things this year that kind of wowed me. So, um, definitely a guy that's getting better for sure. That's good stuff from Mercedes Lewis, man. He sounds like a sage old veteran. Yeah, he does. He is. He yeah. led. He hey. He led the the league this year in uh, veteran days off. So or rest days. <laughs> it was always on the injury report. That's rest phenomenal. <laughs> well, and he said he's playing next year, right? Yeah, he wants to keep going. He's going to play at forty. He yeah. said he doesn't look doesn't look forty on the film. You know, Room I, for growth is always spacious. Speaks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, thought, I knew you'd like that, man. That belongs on Instagram. Yeah, like that's motivational a good one. message. It, yeah. it, Justin in Justin's post game, he said two things that I think most of us agree with one he said this you know, I, th- I think i you know gotten better tremendously I, I he's gotten better tremendously he said he's only getting better i think we all it's slow but you know he's getting better and then this one all i can control is you know what i did do and um i gave him my all he gave it his all dude busted his ass you can say that honestly, and I can back that up. Can say it yeah. honestly, and they all see it, and that's what matters, yeah. and they know it. Is he going to make the jump though? He got better where the the jump didn't happen. the The big jump has not occurred, and that's what has a lot of people nervous. And if the argument is he needs a franchise left tackle and another franchise wide receiver, and 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Does he need all of that to be a good quarterback? So you're saying <laughs> you're saying for Justin to be great. You can't. You, you had a trade down right. from Caleb, and you can't use either of the first round picks on a defensive end. Right, right. He needs the left tackle well, and the second receiver. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not. If that's the case, then you are making more of a Brock Purdy argument than a he is a future MVP argument. Yeah, and you know what? Like he has not shown the ability to overcome on the field like yesterday the offensive line was bad they were without you know dj moore was the only receiver really going there was a really nice catch by cole Komet. so but can he make other guys better i don't think he has shown that ability as of yet so um final couple of things here first Montez Sweat, one last thing from Sweat. I noticed, you know, he didn't really laugh a whole lot today. Usually there's like five or six barreling laughters from him. It's the best laugh in Chicago sports. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And he was he was asked a good question, which I'm going to play. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, like, that's a good one. We didn't get that today. As a matter of fact, there was a, a sad, downtrodden laugh today. Is there anyone you're going to recruit in free agency? <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, I'll let the boys handle that. <laughs> oh, smart question. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a smart yeah. question. It's, a, uh, it's kind um, of a sad laugh, and also like, I'm not telling you guys. I'm not playing your <laughs> yeah, dumbass yeah. game. That's funny though. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entertaining you guys uh, anymore. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. I got this box here. I'm trying to get out. Um, I don't know if you get. Did you guys happen to um, hear my little back and forth with Jaquan Brisker or see the tweet that I sent out? And uh, this was uh, he ripped the Green Bay Packers wide receivers yesterday in the locker room saying things like uh, that he has no respect for those guys. He's called them fake tough guys. Wow. There was a lot of trash talk after week one, right? Yeah. That that lingered with the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he got chippy a few times yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that they do dirty stuff. And so I, I tweeted the entire conversation 
and it is just like it, it basically went viral. And I kind of I was I was feeling kind of bad. I'm like, oh man, the the like because people are just tr- like from Green Bay Bears fans, everybody trashing Brisker. And I was saying, oh, man, he's not going to be happy with me. Well, right before I came in here, Prisker retweeted the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> the one that – He was, does not give a damn. Yeah, who Aaron Jones of the Packers quote tweeted it too, taking oh, wow. a shot at Brisker. So, yeah. I um, missed this quarter. So, so, in other words, he is he has doubled down on the, the tweet. So, wow. it's pretty, pretty hilarious. And finally, as you uh, drive up to the entrance of Hallis Hall today – there was a row of signs stuck in the ground in support of Justin Fields saying things like, we want Fields. Yep. And I applaud that fan or maybe yeah, yeah. maybe father-son tandem uh-huh. or something who did it. The Lagoo brothers were out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 support, I support them because that, that was a great idea. They, yeah. know, they know the route to Hallis Hall. They know where the media drives. They know Ryan Poles has deleted Twitter. They knew everybody was going to share it. But that was not like some sort of organized fan no. outpouring. The- like they crowdsourced a billboard <laughs> that everybody got. Like and they, all of them were put in the ground with like the same type of like I don't even know what those things are called. Like the the stakes in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one dude. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was. That, that's what it, exactly what it was. There was probably about 10, 15 fans uh, around the team bus too last night that were chanting for Justin Fields as well, and he acknowledged them, got on the bus. Great, and that was that. Great, so. he deserves it, man. Yep, he is un- unbelievably likable. You know who had a terrible game yesterday is is our our friend and yours. Tevin Jenkins struggled yeah, he did. mightily. No doubt about it. It was a rough one for Tevin Jenkins. It was a rough one for the offensive line. Dan Feeney, unfortunately, lost a couple of bears uh, <laughs> with his performance at center. A couple of low snaps. You know, Should have had Doug Kramer in there. Yeah, he starts well, I, I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. He had every opportunity to, to get in there. But, yeah, it was a poor performance for the offensive line yesterday. All right, Grody, I'm sure we'll be talking to you uh, throughout the week. You expect press conferences Wednesday, Thursday? Probably. I'm thinking Wednesday or Thursday. I am guessing. I'm going to guess Wednesday. Okay. Yep. Thank you, sir. Later, guys. Good stuff. Uh, We have Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. Long, long list of topics to to get to with him today, including how his exit interview went. But Speaks is wondering if he's being a meatball about something. It's next on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 